0: Yeah, with my phone I was like, Oh, that's a picture of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> the one I sent you.
1: <laughs> what a perfect way to start a podcast. I know. Anyway, hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of Dear Mom and Dad with your internet parents who have chosen not to have children of their own, but instead parent you through. A series of life choices and bad decisions. <laughs> I have
0: made my fair share of both.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a Capricorn. I'm perfect. I've never made a bad decision in my life. I'm assuming most people know who we are. I'm assuming if you're watching this, you probably know who we are. My name is Jessica Kelly, and this is my husband. and Devin.
0: Devin Kelly.
1: Your internet dad, Devin Kelly. We are married. We are yep. not having real children. <laughs> We have a fake child
0: who is. Yep, that right in the bud a couple months ago.
1: (laughs) But we have one perfect little puppy who is named Rue after RuPaul, and she is more child than we will ever need. I am an influencer. If I again, I assume if you're watching this, you follow me on Instagram and slash or YouTube. Um, basically, I take pictures of myself and post them on the internet, and somehow it became my job. Try explaining that to someone who's not our age and like,
0: oh, I've people think
1: I do porn. Basically, that's what they think that I do.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's something I've had to explain. To my co, workers like my coworkers, like, oh, what does your wife do? Well, she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I take pictures of her with a camera. Again,
1: it's hard. It's hard to explain to people who aren't under the age of thirty-five what I do without them thinking that I'm a porn star. Yeah. But, basically, we started this podcast because I feel like we're pretty smart. We we give good advice. We get asked for advice a lot. So, I figured this podcast would be a good way to...
0: Try and flex our brain a
1: little bit. Yeah. I, the thing is, is, like, you can only learn so much about people from seeing their pictures on Instagram and reading captions and, like, getting those, like, snippets of a like, Instagram stories into their lives. Plus, the thing is, so, like, well,
0: the amount of emotion you get from a text response about a problem is very different from having someone, like, vocally support you, back you, explain something. Like, You get a lot more emotion from a
1: Yeah, so I feel a like voice. a podcast was the best option. Like, a podcast was the best way to kind of give everyone a little bit more insight into who we are as people and just kind of sit down and have a conversation with maybe a set of parents you don't have. Yeah, (laughs) We decided to kick this episode off with one of the most requested topics ever.
0: Because we're married.
1: Because we're married and we've been doing it for a while now. (laughs) We're going to give you the sex education course that you never had. Basically that's what this podcast is about basically is we are answering all of the questions that you are too afraid to ask and giving you the answers that you really need. <laughs> I asked on Instagram a while ago if you guys had any questions and oh boy, did you. So we are just going to kind of...
0: We whittled it down.
1: We, we whittled it down and um, we're just gonna, we're gonna talk. We're gonna answer your questions in a very raw
0: Pro-sex.
1: Not sheltered.
0: Pro-freedom.
1: Anti-purity culture way. Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked, how can I encourage my partner to dirty talk without it being awkward? I mean, it takes practice. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> dirty talking is awkward. Like, I feel like you really have to be there mentally to, tr- like...
0: <sighs> You're not gonna go into it starting that way, unless you were ballsy. Yeah. Because the thing is, we've been together for almost 10 years. I do not dare enter the situation. We'll call it the situation. (laughs) Full-blown, dirty talking
1: at all. No, you have to ease into it. But anyway, the thing is, like, (sighs) discussing it with a partner, I think, not during sex, first of all. Do not be balls deep and be like, so I have something to talk to you about. I feel like that's a conversation you need to enter into when things are just casual. Kind of, like, that's the thing. It's like, the thing is, is that sex is awkward. No matter, like, it's going to be awkward no matter how long you do it for. Like, there are going to be awkward moments or, like, sketchy things that you (laughs) enter into and you're like, I don't really know how to approach this. But the thing is, it's not a bad thing. No,
0: not remotely. The fact that you even care about Taking their feelings into consideration with this question, instead of just demanding that they get better, shows that you care about the situation. Yeah, of course. So you've already taken the first step in consensually wanting to figure out how to approach this with the person you care about.
1: Yeah, of course. Like, that's the thing. It's, like, to tell them that, like, to not say anything is kind of... To approach it in the first place, it may seem awkward, but... You're literally, you care about them so much that you're trying to tell them how to satisfy you best. And therefore, like, that's not an awkward thing at all.
0: Well, not at all. Because the thing is, your options are help your partner be better in the way that you would like to request that they get better.
1: Or just continue to have sex that isn't at its full potential. Basically, bring it up casually Th- there's no need to make, like, a big deal about it. Like, just kind of say, like, we have great sex. Something that could make it even better is if we could work on, like, dirty talking. I think that could be fun. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, yeah don't don't go into it. we have great sex, but, but <laughs> you keep that word out of this. Sometimes it might be about sex, but you leave your butts out of this.
1: No, it's we have great sex. Something and... that could make it even better is this. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't need, I feel like if you go into it super like, we need to have a talk. You need to sit down for this. We have great sex, but that's going to, like, that's going to scare the shit out of them.
0: Buckle up, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, someone asked, if you have different desires, example, one wants anal and the other doesn't, do you think the relationship is doomed? First of all, one wants anal and the other one doesn't. It's obviously your boyfriend wants anal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, do then again that's not
0: true. I have met my fair share of fellows locker room talk as gross as I hate that term. Who say that they do not like anal. Hmm.
1: But I think well then again, maybe that's just a sexist mindset. Scratch with that. You don't have to what have... makes a
0: relationship beautiful is it you're different?
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be the same person.
0: However, when you approach this situation, the first question is, how hard are they pushing? Because if they are pushing you, not asking, but pushing the subject, you
1: need to tell them to back off a little bit. Of course. That's the thing. I don't think you owe your partner. You do not owe your partner anything. And Definitely not something that, like, you're uncomfortable I don't think you owe your partner discomfort during these sexual events, but the thing, like the thing is, is like I feel like there needs to be a compromise. Like you can't just expect them to do everything you want them to do, and then you also can't just like say, "Oh, those are your kinks; they're not my kinks."
0: That's the thing. As partners, you owe each other a conversation. Yeah, you owe each other honesty. You do not owe them anal sex.
1: No, of course not, because that's the thing, it's like, I, to be honest, I don't remember who sent this question, knowing my demographic, I'm assuming a lady sent it, but um, the thing is, is like, for women, with, like, the woman, the person with the butt, basically, <laughs> for the person with the butt, it's the... uncomfortable, like, that's the thing, it's
0: like... Well, that's the thing, speaking as a bisexual man who has been there,
1: <laughs> it's not a
0: walk in the park
1: no it's like it can be uncomfortable and so it's it's not so much of just like i want to have anal and we need to have anal now it's like okay so you want to have anal okay so we need to get lube first of all we need to get some toys we need to you know dip our toe in the water as opposed to jumping like penis to butt straight away like
0: that's one of those things that they don't tell you And that you don't see in the videos. (laughs) You cannot just jump into that scenario. No. You cannot.
1: Not at all. I personally live my life by the fact that you should always try something twice. You may have a bad experience the first time, so trying it twice just makes sure that, like, 100%, I don't like this. But if you are truly opposed to anal, you don't have to do it.
0: No. And... If your partner sits there and tells you that not doing it is make or break, then you obviously you're not right person. for each other. Yeah.
1: But that being said, you don't have to share all the same kinks as your partner. No. To have make it work. That does not mean your relationship is doomed whatsoever. I mean, there are other... <laughs> the thing is, is that there are multiple ways to satisfy a kink, not just with your partner. I'm not saying, like, go do it with other people. I'm saying that if he has an anal kink, he can watch porn. Buy him a. Uh, Buy him an anal flashlight. Like, there are. Yeah,
0: like, there's all kinds of ways to get around that.
1: Exactly. It doesn't have to be just you two. So, it, your relationship is not doomed if you don't have the same it's kinks.
0: There might be, like, a worst case scenario where it could be, like, make or break. But, like, in this I'm it's
1: saying, not. generally speaking, well, it's not.
0: I'm speaking radically. There may be some scenario in which it's,
1: like,. Ooh. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want it to do the Georgia Hot Pocket, I. N- n- no, sir. No, ma'am. I know, I know Only Hot is. Pockets I like are pepperoni.
0: I don't think I want to know what that is. <laughs> no, you don't. No, okay. Uh,
1: but in that same vein, so many people asking tips about anal. I have been very vocal about this in the past. Do not, for the love of whatever god you worship, jump directly into having anal. Do not trust an excited person with a penis to stick it in your butt with, like the first time you've ever had anything enter your butt. Please, God, do not. There are...
0: It doesn't act like a vagina.
1: No. It is not. The the thing about, about... Yeah, the thing about a butt... It doesn't self-lubricate like a vagina does. You need it. <laughs> for some reason, we are very pro-lube in this house. But for some reason... As everyone reason, should be. As everyone should be. Some people hate lube. They think it's quote-unquote cheating.
0: We do the deed quite frequently. But the thing is, there's nothing wrong with lube. Because it takes a good situation, makes it easier for the receiving partner. Makes it better, makes it smoother, makes it more doable, more approachable.
1: Of course. And the thing with anal, you need lube. I'm sorry if you don't believe in it, but you fucking need lube. So, again, lube to start. Second, do not start with a penis. Do not start with anything penis-sized.
0: I don't care how girthy your man is or not girthy your man is. No,
1: start with a finger. Mm Mm-hmm. A teeny tiny little finger. You can use your pinky if you want. Pinky's up fancy British. Do not start with a penis. And then work your way up. Yeah. Like start get a selection of uh, butt plugs. They literally sell size like sizer packs for this reason. Mm-hmm. You will get yourself used to having something in there. It's That's like the ages. first step. <laughs> exactly. And then once you feel real comfy, real relaxed. You need to feel relaxed. Don't anything, anything have a stressful before. day. <laughs> it's also a thing. A lot of people are like, oh, I do enemas, but you don't have to do an enema beforehand.
0: Just use the bathroom and wait. And besides that, if, you, if you're a man or whoever is going into this situation,
1: expecting there not to be poop in a poop canal, they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
0: But That's just kind of how that works.
1: Enemas are not necessary. Just use the bathroom. To be fair, the thing about anal is that I don't feel like it's, like, an everyday thing. It's definitely not for us. It's an occasion. That is
0: festive holiday. It's when you
1: feel good, when you've had a good poop, and it's all cleared the whole system out. It's, like, street cleaning day. Everything is... (laughs) What
0: she means... Is that well, you're not gonna do it every single Friday night?
1: You won't be doing it after Taco Bell. Let's just start there.
0: You can't wake up in the morning, have morning sex, and be like, "Oh yeah, we're we're busting out some anal this
1: morning." No, it's it requires some prep. It definitely like again, you gotta ease into it.
0: And on top of that, when it comes to it, the thing is, you're not gonna do it the first night if you've never had anything in there. No. Like you're gonna just like make the first night about playing. Make it last. Take your time. You're going to build to the situation eventually, which should add to the satisfying finale, if you will.
1: And then the biggest tip that I've learned, as someone whose partner is very well endowed. Who? You, bitch. (laughs) Do not trust an excited boy with a penis to do the work in that situation. Absolutely not. Correction
0: not to not do the work to engage it.
1: Don't let them drive the car is basically what I'm saying. Like have them just stand there and then you can ease onto it. You can get the like you, the thing is is it's your butt. It's going to feel good for them no matter what. It's your butt. You can decide how fast you want to go, how and much you're going to take. Yeah. Everything like that, and then once you get like used to it, then he can take over. But
0: make sure he doesn't. And then also, think that it can take the same amount of pounding
1: as if it. Didn't... No, God, no. Anal is a little bit re- more relaxed. You gotta take it slow. It's.
0: Anal is hard mode.
1: <laughs> Basically, it's it's <laughs> a hard mode on a stealth game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Again, if you take anything away from this, please God use lube. And do not let him drive the car. Even not
0: just like, we're going to give a little additional sex tip for this one. Use lube all the time. If you (laughs) masturbate, use lube. If you're doing vaginal, use lube. If you're truly just hanging out in the afternoon, just playing, you have no intention of finishing, use lube. Yeah. It's just a nice thing you can do for yourself. It's like doing a face mask before bed. You don't have to, but it's good for your skin.
1: (laughs) Uh, It just makes everything work a little better. Alright, someone asked, how to make condoms work most reliably? You seem to have success with them. If you aren't updated on our birth control methods, basically, we have been together for eight and a half years for... The first eight years, we used condoms exclusively.
0: Yeah.
1: I have never been on birth control. It my is, hormones it's very are horrible for women. Yeah, my hormones are whacked out enough. I don't need something else coming into that mix.
0: If you don't know and you're looking into contraceptives, go talk to a doctor. Of course, like that's that the is thing. Our biggest recommendation here.
1: The thing about birth control is that it is not one size fits all. Some things work for different people. For us, condoms were just the most
0: we kind of just made an assumption and started using condoms
1: <laughs> yeah condoms were just the most accessible and the easiest for us to use speaking
0: proactively i kind of think any couple should like really discuss that because it's like you could have a latex allergy condoms do come pre-lubricated you could have an allergy to the type of lube that's involved sure. like i feel like that's something that i didn't even think about the simple fact that you could have had a condom allergy.
1: I wouldn't have known.
0: Yeah, you were a virgin when we got together. Yeah, like, I,
1: was. I didn't even think
0: about that. That's something that really does need to be thought about. Yeah. Because condoms aren't necessarily the default. Oh, it's the, celibacy is the true.
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we just, condoms were what worked for us. And in July of this year, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. July of this year, Devin officially got the snip, and it has been excellent ever since. Well for any excellent twelve weeks after eight weeks after. Yes. It has been excellent since eight weeks after that.
0: <laughs> Actually I don't think we did until like ten weeks after. I think there were some extenuating circumstances that kept us from doing it.
1: Right. Yeah, it was on my period when yeah. you got the call. <laughs> yeah. Right, because then I bled all over you. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I remember that. You threw
0: me down and you took control, and I was oh, like, "Okay." So,
1: right, but basically, we used condoms for the first eight years, and then have since chosen the permanent sterilization route, which obviously isn't for everybody. But um, was there anything special that we did with condoms? I mean, I think we making sure bought spermacidal loop again. We have never purchased spermosidal lubricant ever. I thought that we had. You having sex with someone else? Cause we. No, <laughs> I could have sworn at points that we tried it, and
0: I remember it being a lot less lubey than regular lube. Who are
1: you having sex with? Cause
0: we I have, have a never.
1: Long time ago. We have never purchased spermosidal lubricant. Haven't
0: we? No. I can dead ass remember buying it from Walmart at one point, being like, oh.
1: Again, you were ooh in with someone else. No. me. <laughs> uh, apparently, you're living a different life. I'm not though. Anyway, but I'm um, talking
0: like six years ago. I
1: don't ever remember Supermodel Fennel for Lubricant.
0: Mm.
1: Anyways, those years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing to understand is that even if you use a condom perfectly every single time, it's only. What was the Ross thing? 98% effective or some shit like that?
0: I think that. so, then he starts yelling about it.
1: 98% effective!
0: And then an, another thing, speaking as somebody who used to work in a, toilet, or a store that sold sex toys and lubricant, you need to make sure you're using the right lube for the right condom. Because certain types of lube will break down your condom. Of
1: course. That's, if that's you, not something that you're ever told of, right? Yeah, you are. By who? I've heard that so many times. I never heard that. Really? But then when I worked at Spencer's, no, for short you are period, not allowed to use oil. The oil-based lubricant?
0: You're not supposed to use silicone-based lubricant with silicone.
1: Toys, obviously. Toys
0: or con or do they
1: make condoms of silicone? No. no,
0: no. But there's there's certain lubes that you are just. It's
1: oil-based. You're supposed to use water-based with condoms.
0: I cannot in good conscience, actually tell you. So I highly recommend just making sure that before you buy a lubricant, you Google that it's condom safe.
1: Yes, and typically condoms have on the box the, what it's supposed to be. Pay typically, to lube and condom boxes have information on whether or not they're to be used with condoms.
0: And then, honestly, to get real mom and dad graphic for a moment, if you're ever worried and you want to be like on top of the game... It's gonna be (laughs) probably awkward the first time for the person wearing the condom. Post sex, take the condom to a sink.
1: Okay. No, you. That's you can't say that. That's no. No, because that was always
0: my peace of mind.
1: No sperm. The whole thing is the reason why. Oh, excuse me, poke. (laughs) The whole reason why. Condoms are only ninety nine percent effective. and sometimes sperm are small enough to slip through the condom.
0: I suppose. I suppose even the, the hole is balloon. completely
1: microscopic. Exactly.
0: You never know. Yeah. Also, was I was I doing that in vain? Yeah. Oh jeez, never mind. <laughs> it was a good thing you didn't tell me that back then. I was always like, Oh yeah, nope, made a water balloon. We're safe. <laughs>
1: Making sure that they're applied right. Obviously, there are directions inside of every box with a very not atomically correct drawing of a penis. No. <laughs> Just a, a tube of bologna. Bologna? Pepperoni. Tube of pepperoni in between his legs. Like...
0: The tube of bologna. You were a very lucky person to be with this person.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That would hurt. Uh, but making will... sure that they're up, like on correctly, that it's, you know, rolled down to the entire base of the penis, and then that the reservoir tip is
0: good and ready to expand. Yeah. I will say that personally, I always like to make sure that the area was clear of any kind of um, pre-cum
1: before yeah.
0: applying a condom, just because that can squish, and it can get on the outside, and there is
1: semen and pre Yeah, and there are sperm. Sperm, sperm. yes. Yeah, sorry, I always get those two mixed up. There
0: are sperm in precum. You can completely get pregnant just from pre-cum. Which is
1: the biggest load of bullshit ever in my head.
0: So maybe just make sure the area is padded dry first.
1: Yeah, wipe it off.
0: Applying a little bit of lube to the inside of a condom is also a very easy way to put it on. But keep in mind...
1: It can slip off. It
0: will assist it in slipping <laughs> off of the penis. It does recommend that you can do that. I don't recommend doing that, though.
1: There was one time in particular. We, again, used condoms for eight years. We only had one true slip-up, and the condom literally came off inside of me, and we did not realize until afterwards. And he literally had to go spelunking to fish it out.
0: The next morning, obviously, was a McDonald's and Plan B run.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that was my first... And that was my first experience with Plan B. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. So, the thing is, is, like, condoms work when you put in the effort to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like buying an appliance.
0: You read the manual. You make sure you're doing the upkeep. You make sure you clean it. You make sure you do please it don't right. clean
1: your condoms. They are single-use. I know there was one. <laughs> That's
0: not what I mean.
1: I've heard stories about men who washed and reused the same condoms.
0: Seriously? Ew. I know. It is made to be thrown away.
1: Yes. (laughs) Also, I realized something recently. How many condoms are at landfills? Are Are they biodegradable?
0: I highly doubt it.
1: Were we just contributing to like... Global warming and like landfill, especially if
0: you think about the like the sheepskin ones, yeah, like those are essentially oh,
1: sheepskin would be biodegradable because they're made of sheep's,
0: Oh so, but over how long? Um, Again, that's a disgusting concept. I'm not putting my penis inside so much part of, of a your, sheep,
1: so much of your semen is in the
0: <laughs> you have if you use sheepskin condoms. You have a a essentially
1: sanitized. Well, I'm just
0: saying, you've essentially turned your partner into a turducken.
1: Oh my god! Stop. (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Uh, On that note, uh, (laughs) someone said, (laughs) "Stop it!" I'm very funny. Uh, someone said, I have a vagina and have not come vaginally, only clitorally? Is that I, a word?
0: Yes, clitorally is need a word. That. What
1: am I doing wrong?
0: I will leave this to you to explain.
1: Absolutely fucking nothing. One of the biggest lies that I am so, to this day, so angry about is that TV and movies always led me to believe that penetration was, you know, just the way that you orgasmed. Little did I know, after I started having sex and was like, why doesn't this feel... Like, it felt good, but, like, why isn't this, like...
0: Causing orgasm?
1: Yeah, I'm doing funny things with my hands.
0: <laughs> making fireworks for the fingers.
1: <laughs> why isn't this getting me there? I did research. 75% of people with vaginas cannot orgasm. From penetration alone,
0: it's not doable.
1: It literally isn't a thing. Seventy-five percent, and yet we let TVs and TV shows and movies let make us think that if we can't have an orgasm from penetration alone, we're fucking weird.
0: Well, that's because that's a it's it. Because it's because it's all from the man. male
1: gaze, and so they're not going to take the time to use other methods to make their partner orgasm it's just their penises are magic
0: do you have any dudes i know who are like oh if she doesn't bust that's not my problem i'm not helping her afterwards and it's like bro
1: god almighty if anyone ever says that to you leave them oh don't
0: them that is literally just a waste of your time
1: but the thing is is that only 25 percent a quarter of people with vaginas can orgasm Via penetration. That's on the
0: entire planet, mind
1: you. 75%. Like, that still to this day blows my mind. You are not abnormal if you cannot have an orgasm. Via penetration.
0: Via your innards.
1: (laughs) Clitoral stimulation is necessary for 75% of us. And yet we are led to believe that we are the weird ones because a man's penis can't just magically get us there. That is, oh, that pisses me off.
0: It's very unfair. It is. Because the thing is, that leads women to believe it's circumstantial. And
1: it's something that we're doing wrong. I
0: guarantee you a lot of women have dumped men with the average size penis because they believe it's because it's not big enough. Or Or any number of things, really.
1: Or just shut down emotionally because they don't feel like they're... Normal. Yeah, and it's so sad.
0: Invest some personal time into that little clitoris. The thing is. She's your best friend.
1: Yes. Something that I have learned in the last few years. Actually, something that totally blew my mind. The clitoris isn't actually just like this little nubbin. It's actually wishbone shaped. And the two ends connect inside of your vaginal canal. And that's what your G spot is. Your G-spot is basically the deepest part of your clitoris. I believe
0: we have another question that refers to the G-spot later on. Do we? I believe so. I don't think so. Is there not one in there about squirting? Because in that point, oh, I will be yes. giving a little seminar on the G-spot. Okay. <laughs> I will be giving my my fellow... Okay,
1: well, basically, the, the G-spot is just a, the deeper, more extended part of the clitoris. And them working together. hoo Oh, baby. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, honey. But as he was saying, a bunch of people were asking. I can't find it. Basically, someone asked me that. Um, I've talked about it before because I'm a chronic oversharer. But someone asked me if I had been able to squirt my entire life or if it was something I learned. And they didn't think that they could do it because they were plus sized and I definitely had to teach myself to squirt. It wasn't like a, I was born with this type thing. Like it was something that I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And then I saw, I read an article somewhere where someone was talking about how they taught themselves to squirt. And I was like, "Eh, I want to try that. So I did. It took probably a couple months. It took a couple months and I did it, and now it's a pretty regular.
0: Thing. Yeah, now she can't turn it off.
1: <laughs> it sucks, but it, it it. You say it sucks, but
0: it's yeah. it's made your orgasms more intense, hasn't? It?
1: Yeah, in a way, yeah. like it's it's made them. <laughs> that sounds bad. It made, it's made them different. It's a different type of orgasm. Okay, they're amazing, but because it's almost like. Your orgasm becomes physical, if that makes sense. Well, I
0: mean, that's essential what a male orgasm is.
1: Yeah, kind of. But basically, of course you can teach yourself how to squirt. Like, I did it. (laughs) I think something, basically the pieces of information that helped me the most was that if you ever feel the urge to pee whilst you're orgasming, don't stop it.
0: (laughs) Maybe even push a little bit.
1: Yeah, kind of, not push, but, like, lean into it. Like, if you feel that urge, a lot of times it can be, like, you kind of freak yourself out, like, and, like, stop yourself. Don't do that. Again, lean into it, follow it where it wants to go.
0: And even then, speaking from a married standpoint,
1: if you're hooking
0: up with someone and it's the first time, maybe don't lean into it. Yeah. But if you've been in a relationship as long as we have and you start to feel it, I don't think your partner would be overly angry if you accidentally piss on them because of how intense your orgasm is. (laughs) I think they'll be like, well, you know, I mean, my bad. I didn't mean to make you come that hard. Like, I'm sure they'll, (laughs) I'm sure they'll be okay if it is.
1: The thing is, is that when you orgasm, typically your bladder shuts off yeah from what so i so if you feel that urge it's i would say it's like 90 percent not going to be pee.
0: but the best thing you can do
1: the best thing you can do to get there is definitely g-spot stimulation don't
0: let any man tell you that it is not doable because dead <laughs> ass it is literally just one index finger and you you get to like you get to where your knuckles it's are resting f- against the body, and then you just curl your fingertip. Yeah. That's all you do. It is right there. It literally just feels like a little kidney bean. It is not hard to miss. <laughs> it is right there.
1: Keep in mind, if you I know a lot of people are confused. I was confused about where the G-spot is when I first started researching it. Basically, if you're laying on your back, and you insert fingers... And then lift your fingers upwards. It's on the roof of your vagina.
0: It's on the part of your vagina facing... It's on the,
1: like... Basically, if you're laying on your back. Yeah. Fingers in, fingertip up. Yeah,
0: fingertip up, like, towards your belly button.
1: Yeah. That type of, like, stimulating that. Basically, again, I was doing research into it. (laughs) And um, what causes squirting is there is a certain type of gland, I don't know what it's called, but it sits next to your bladder, and as you get more and more stimulated, basically as your G-spot swells, this gland fills with fluid, and then during orgasm, it can be released, but if it's not, you, it just connects to your urethra, and you pee it out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But again, it is a separate gland, and basically filling that gland happens by stimulating the g-spot and edging like
0: <laughs> edging is very crucial for the process edging too because is crucial. <laughs> i don't i can't speak for every woman out there obviously obviously I've it been won't with be two, yeah but from my experience you can't do just strict with g-spot no. you have to play with the clip for a little bit first and then start playing with the g-spot and they'll work together
1: yeah because again the g-spot and the clit are connected and it requires it's not just like you reach peak and then you go for it it's like you reach peak you stop peak stop peak stop and it's like as that happens and as you edge further and further it fills, and you're more likely to get you're more likely to reach the that point Where then you can squirt.
0: On the matter. Apparently, it's something that we do because we're kinky freaks.
1: (laughs) Which doesn't make
0: sense to me. But edging is very crucial for anybody's orgasm.
1: Honestly, if you get to the point of orgasm and you just come, like, you are missing out on a plethora.
0: Because regardless of how you identify, I highly recommend that when... You are building up to an orgasm. You slow down. You let off the gas. Play with your nipples. Love on yourself. Like, take some time and then go back to it. And then stop yourself and then go back to, like... Think
1: of it this way. You're going on a road trip from here to Florida. You can just go from here to Florida. Or you can stop in Illinois. Illinois. You could stop in South Dakota. You could stop in... You could go all the way out of your way and go to hit, Louisiana. Hit a couple restaurants. Yes. Yeah, see the sights. You can change your mind and not
0: go to Florida and go to Florida another time.
1: Yeah, and then next time, it'll. I'm sure the trip will be even better. The thing is, is like... <laughs> that's a great analogy. That's a great analogy.
0: Go team. Fist bump. <laughs>
1: uh, but the thing is, is like... Just going straight there isn't fun. It's enjoying the ride. It's
0: fun for some
1: people. It's, it's all right. but in <laughs> s-
0: Speaking from her perspective, it's all right. But for some people, it's
1: perfectly, perfectly it, great. That's the thing. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> it can be so much better. <laughs> I don't know why more people don't talk about that. We literally
0: saw an article that was like, Oh, only if you absolutely trust your partner with your life.
1: No, that was with orgasm control.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's something else we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, that's I mean, like we're
0: on the sub- We're on the subject, and we just hinted at it. No, we're not.
1: <laughs> we're not going into that today. Um, I know someone asked, "How do you know you've orgasmed?" I think it's fairly safe to say if you have to ask, you didn't.
0: But at the same time, this is kind of a sad thing to think about, because like, that's probably also someone who's grown up in a very sheltered anti-sex. Of course, establishment. So,
1: the thing is, is that I was completely a virgin until I was eighteen, and then I met this bad influence over here. I lost
0: my virginity when I was fifteen.
1: But I started masturbating before we started having sex. But again, only when I was eighteen. And at the beginning, the thing, I guess we'll just get real real here for a second.
0: Telling <laughs> you, them that I had teach you.
1: Basically. <laughs> over the phone. So that's super fun. Um, it was pretty cute. I had a teacher. <laughs> but I remember doing it and being like, oh yeah, this is cool. Because nah. I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't know what I was looking for.
0: Yeah. And then there's also the fact that you probably felt some pressure with me on the other
1: end of course. A
0: guinea school <laughs>
1: Um But at first I was like, oh yeah, cool. It's masturbating. And then I kept going and it started to feel better. We, and then we
0: got off the phone. She called me back within like 15 minutes. <laughs> and she was like, oh my fucking God, I think I figured it out. <laughs> and I was like, well, cool, let's see this. And she did.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, is that... An orgasm is an undeniable feeling. Like, you will never have an orgasm and be like, was that an orgasm? Like, you will feel it. Like, there is, like, it kind of feels like your vagina is going to explode, in my experience. (laughs) It's like, almost like someone sets off sparklers in your clitoris. It's like, like, you will, n- you will not not know what it is.
0: At the same time, though, while we're on the subject and we're being very real about how sex works, I have heard stories of people who just have a very difficult time. Of course. Their like, anatomy, they're, they just can't do it.
1: Quite, there are so many people. So I feel like it's typically a problem for people who have vaginas. Mm-hmm. Um, they... You know, some people just can't orgasm or they really struggle with it. And I think if you are struggling with it, it's important to, instead of entering into a sexual situation where you have someone else that's getting some type of satisfaction from giving you an orgasm, and like there's that pressure of like if I don't orgasm, they're gonna be upset, they're gonna think that they did something wrong,
0: or even just doing it for yourself.
1: What I, what I was saying was that. Instead of entering into a sexual situation with someone else, I think it would be a really good thing for you to spend some time exploring yourself.
0: Oh, that's the thing. Something like being very honest here. Any person, regardless of your marital status, dating status. You
1: absolutely need to be masturbating.
0: Masturbation is rudimentary. Like, it is is truly important because that's something that a lot of people don't seem to understand because... Again, the topic has come up because Jessica talks about these things on a frequent, ma- frequent basis. I'm
1: very vocal about sex.
0: Which you should be. In my you view. should be, of course. Masturbating is perfectly normal.
1: The thing is, is that you cannot expect a partner to know what is going to satisfy you if you don't know how to satisfy yourself. Yeah. The thing is, is like, it's like going into a restaurant and being like, cook me my favorite food. And they're like, what's your favorite food? And you're like, figure it out. Figure oh. it out. And, the, <laughs> like, just figure it out. And they're like, well, no, what is your favorite food? And you don't have one.
0: Yeah. Like, like you,
1: you've you, ha- you've only eaten porridge for, you know, your entire life. And you've never explained. Porridge is, like, the most bland food. I'm sorry. I, I hate porridge. Cabbage and cabbage. <laughs> 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 for some reason, my family always... Always served porridge in the morning. It's like, I don't want to eat fucking slop. What is this? Okay, back on the, back Sorry, on the topic. I just like porridge. <laughs> I'm a porridge hater. I think
0: that the best thing this person could do for themselves, I'm hoping, I don't think we just close this. We don't. I'm hoping they're old enough to buy a sex toy.
1: Is there an age restriction on sex toys? Mm. I don't think that there should be, to be honest with you.
0: I think past a certain point. No, I think once you get into your like, late adolescence of being a teenager I think it should be okay like the 15, 16, 17 year I don't,
1: mark I don't think there is I don't, it d- might depend on the state or the country but
0: I mean you I don't obviously don't. can't enter like the adult entertainment stores unless you're 18 cause if you go in and you look pubescent they will question you
1: Yeah, but there's no laws against it I'd but sorry you fed me a big dinner you fed yourself you little paws
0: on the, on the topic of making sure that you're doing it right, invest in a nice sex toy. Invest in a couple of cheap, varying sex toys. Yeah, don't focus exclusively on penetration because like we just said. I would say definitely focus on nothing. the clitoris first. Yeah, like especially if
1: you're having trouble orgasming.
0: Play some music, be in a safe environment, and just do it for you.
1: Yeah, and something I've definitely, talking to other, you know, female identifying people or people with vaginas, typically our bodies are built a little bit differently because I feel like, I mean, then again, men can be this one too. I feel like it's more so a woman, th- like a female thing. But um, the thing, it's not just about vaginal stimulation, it's got a lot to do with mental like if your mind is not there your vagina will not cooperate so I feel like it's really important again to be masturbating and in that like calm relaxed personal situation you'll learn rather than in a what could be like a stressful or a you know anxiety filled situation with a partner where you're like oh my god what if I don't orgasm they're gonna feel so bad don't give yourself
0: a time limit exactly like
1: so just again take a night lights some candles drink a glass of wine if you're of age and just get to know your own body figure out what makes you feel good and then you can better relay that to a partner
0: yeah not in just in the topic of the person who asked this question but in the topic of anybody if you're married masturbation honest to god is a great addition
1: hell masturbate together yeah it's that's something time. That
0: <laughs> we do that it's fun yeah find porn to show each other like it's it's a good time have fun be open with each other
1: mm-hmm. on the, in the same topic how do I communicate to my partner that I need more to reach my peak I don't think that this should be a big thing that you have to communicate I think that if other couples aren't
0: communication they be like we are because the thing is like our marriage the fundamentals of like our marriage we met long distance We've done nothing but talk to To each other. To be fair,
1: our relationship is very communication-based.
0: Well, yeah, we do nothing but talk. That's the thing. We've been together for almost 10 years.
1: We still talk each other's
0: ears off. We text nonstop. We're in touch. But the thing is, I don't think that that should be a thing you can't discuss with your partner. Two seconds. Hold on. I have to burp. There's a (laughs) lot of cheese and wine in me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God!
1: Uh,
0: <coughs> Security boards. Anyways, bless you. The thing is, if your boyfriend, girlfriend, non like whoever you are, your partner, if your partner isn't doing something, you need to tell them that because the thing is, not only is it bad for you as the person receiving this,
1: you owe it to both yourself and your part yourself in having the best sex that you can have, and your partner. For pleasing you. You need you owe it to them to communicate. That you're not. Reaching your peak.
0: Definitely. Because the thing is. If they were to find out. After years. That you've been faking orgasms. That you've been lying about. How good they are in bed. That they're not this. Macho. Pro-sex. God. That you've made them out to be for years that's gonna hurt.
1: Of course, like, that's gonna hurt them, but then it's also hurting you, like, that's the thing, you only have one life to live, you deserve to be having the best sex possible, and so to tell a person, like, oh yes, I orgasmed, when you totally. didn't, like, again, it's it's bad for you them. You wasted
0: half an hour of your yeah. life.
1: <laughs> Life's too short to have bad sex, I'm sorry, it is. And it's, it shouldn't I don't feel like it should be a huge thing to say like no I didn't orgasm
0: it I need
1: more of this or hell just show them what you need
0: the hell if you want if you want to be like the hottest person to your partner literally reach over grab their hand put it where you need it and guide them yeah that is a Big dick energy move, regardless (laughs) of your orientation.
1: I'm glad you think that was a big (laughs) dick (laughs) move.
0: But the thing is, like, honestly, like, communication is fundamentally the most important part of sex.
1: Of course. If
0: you're in the middle of it and they're going too hard when you need them to be going faster.
1: It's okay to stop someone and tell them that... Then again, you also don't have to be like... That's wrong. Stop doing that. You can sit, like you can tell them like Don't don't approach it that way. <laughs> slow down. And like tell them to look you in the eyes. And like guide your hips and like show show them what you need. Teach your partner. Yes.
0: Like your partners them. for a reason.
1: Yeah. What do you wish you would have known as a virgin what you know now about sex?
0: Oh just to go and wait. Uh, speaking of someone who had their first experience at the age of 15 with their best friend wait
1: i truly do not think that like if i ever had a child the information that i would relay to them about sex is that once you're of age you can have sex I, like, I would never be one to tell my child that you're not allowed to have sex before you leave my house. That's just not who I would be as a parent. Like, Their they... Their you
0: have nothing to do with the rent or...
1: Th- that's the thing. Their sex life is none of my business. They are a full autonomous person and they can have sex with who they see fit. But as, like, as your mother, I <laughs> truly, like, truly from the bottom of my heart would advise to wait until you are at least out of high school.
0: Because the thing is I had sex when I was 15 and don't get me wrong, I had an orgasm. It was a good time. They had an orgasm. It was a good time. But due to the fact that I was a teenager, I was 15.
1: And then it ended really badly. I didn't
0: know what I didn't know how to process the information I would just been given. I it was a whole new experience for me because it it went from pornography and masturbation to that and coming from the home that I was in I thought I was in love I thought that's what that meant I thought that that equated to this great big thing so I told them oh my god I think I love you ran away didn't talk to me ruined a lifelong childhood friendship completely ruined our we, we did not talk ever again and it wasn't worth it I could have kept that friendship. We could have communicated our feelings better. And
1: I just don't... I personally don't think that... The thing is, is, like, sex isn't this, like, end-all, be-all thing for an adult. I think as a... Like, the thing is, is, like, when you first start having sex, that's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of new feelings that you've never felt before. And so to, you know, to jump into them when you're a teenager and you are not built... To handle those emotions... Like, your hormones are already, like, at the max. Oh, yeah. And everything feels like the end of the fucking world to you. Adding sex into that just isn't a good idea. Well,
0: especially because, like, as an adult, back on the topic of masturbating as someone who's in a relationship, the thing that you'll come to learn about your body is you can have different types of orgasms. But the ones that come from sex are the most intense. They're the most emotional, the most powerful that's the reason there are entire civilizations that built deities surrounding sex.
1: Like sex is a huge thing for sure, and I just don't think that teenagers are equipped. They're not to because deal the thing is
0: you have so many other things going on already. Because the thing is, as a teen, everything me and Lincoln feels Park like... went through everything together. <laughs> I thought everything was <laughs> the end of the world. I thought homework was gonna be the end of my life. I thought that not learning how to skateboard and hang out with the cool kids was the end of my social life now here I am 26 years old still can't skateboard but now I'm a big burly happily married tough guy and none of that mattered truly none of that mattered I could have waited three years and had sex with the love of my life and I kind of wish I would have done that instead of being like oh yeah I'm 15 let's do it
1: so cute it kills <laughs> me but yeah i don't think that teenagers are equipped to have sex really. the thing is is like your your body is your own and you're allowed to do with what you want to do like do with it what you want to do but as your internet mom please wait until you're at least out of high school if not later because there is no if rush. you're a
0: 23 year old and you haven't had sex you're honestly, not abnormal. Go you. Like, honest to God, if you're 23, 24, 25, 30, 40.
1: If you haven't found the right person, there's nothing wrong with that. There is
0: nothing wrong with that. If you
1: haven't, well, correction, I, I don't believe in finding the right person. If you haven't found someone worthy enough to have sex with, you don't. You shouldn't.
0: There's nothing wrong with that.
1: It is so much you're better. You're
0: literally trusting somebody with the inside of your body. Yeah. Or the outside I of mean, your body. I mean that's the closest
1: or... you're ever going to be to somebody.
0: Like there's nothing weird about that.
1: And there, it is so much better to be 25, 30, 34, like however old and not have had sex with anybody than to be you know, that same age and have had sex with 15 absolute fuck wads
0: or to have hiv or to have any number of things because you or to have these just horrible sex
1: sexual it's better to have no sexual experiences than a bunch of awful ones like
0: especially because at the same time when you take these types of situations and this is directed at anybody who's listening to this who is a teenager who's like oh well i'm not your average teen you're i have a hard life This is coming from someone who literally was beat as a child. And I don't mean like, oh, my mom hit me. Like, no. This is coming from somebody who's literally talked to a therapist and been told that they are surprised I have not stabbed somebody. You are just a teenager. It does not matter if you and your stepdad don't get along. It does not matter if you help pay the bills and have a job. This is different. And it matters. So, just take a step back, keep watching porn. Eventually, the right time. Don't will watch come. porn.
1: <laughs> you're not allowed to watch porn as a teenager. I watched porn as a teenager. I gotta call, I gotta call the cops on you now. So oh, I'm you're gonna go?
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. bud.
1: <laughs> whee, whee, whee.
0: Cops roll up me with my beard and my bills and my. <laughs>
1: Someone to like That would be the best thing to be animated It's like cops roll up and it's like me An adult with my beard Beard. And my bill
0: (laughs) My beard and my bill You know what I meant (laughs) Oh my god
1: Uh,
0: The long and short
1: What was the question What do you wish you would have known as a virgin? What you know now?
0: Wait. Take care of your body, take care of yourself, take care of your brain.
1: Can you stop snooping on the, on the track, please?
0: And also, lube.
1: <laughs> <laughs> lube.
0: We're gonna make KY sales just skyrocket. Please
1: don't use KY. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're very bad for you. <laughs> I think if I could tell baby virgin me anything, It's that, I feel, I mean, I think if I could tell me personally, it's like anything, it would be that sex isn't evil and you don't need to feel bad about it. And I mean, again, I was raised in a super Christian household, so I had a whole bunch of religious sexual trauma to deal with before I even started having sex. But I think if I were to tell myself anything, it would be that you don't have to be good Right off the bat.
0: I was going to say the same thing, because going into our relationship, I was a, oh, I'm a sex wizard. Oh, my
1: God. You should have heard the way that he, like, <laughs> hyped himself up. He was like, oh, yeah, I made my ex come this many times. That's <laughs> TMI.
0: Keep in mind, we only did it, like, a few times over the course of our relationship. It was nothing to be proud of.
1: But he really hyped himself up before. I was my
0: own. I was, um, oh, God, what are they? Oh, God, What are those rappers, the... Like? Hype man? No, 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 it's Migos. Yeah. I think where he's, like, the crockpot pot song, where you've yeah. got the one guy, the guy in the background is like, yeah, yeah, like, every time the one rapper says something, the other guy's like, whoop, whoop, like, hyping him up the whole it's song. It's a hype man. <laughs> that was me for myself, and I did not deserve that. <laughs> I love you, but no, you didn't. <laughs> did not deserve that. <laughs> uh, now, now I do.
1: Yeah, the thing is, is, like, I don't... Like, we definitely weren't having... Like, the sex... Like, we were still having good sex, but it took us a while to, Where like, we <laughs> learn... We were having... We've never had bad sex, but we definitely have gotten better over time. But there's time to get better. Oh, yeah. it's you not, not have
0: to be good at the beginning.
1: It's not so much... Like, no one enters into sex just being good. Like, no one enters into sex just being amazing right off... Maybe a few people. I don't know everybody. But... The thing is, is that you are going, you get better at sex the more you do it. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's a, sex is a learned sport. Sorry about the shaking dog. (laughs) Sex is a learned sport. You get better the more you practice.
0: And then on top of that, that probably also applies to every single new relationship you're going to enter.
1: Of course. You also need to, that's the thing, it's like every penis and vagina are different. Every person attached to those penises and vaginas are different. You're going to have to learn. A bu- That's the thing. You're going to have to learn it all over again. You speak the language. You just don't know the dialect.
0: Yeah, basically. Because the thing is, like, again, I I imagine that would apply to no matter who you end up with. You're going to have to learn a new set of kinks. Daddy issues. <laughs> Things that you're going to have to do. You should never go into a relationship to use the proper lingo here, full cocked, <laughs> expecting to just knock someone's socks off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's you. You've got time. You got all the time in the world to get better. I think it's
0: the best advice you could
1: give teenage virgins. And don't trust him. He's not too big for a fucking condom. That's something I would tell I've, a lot of
0: different virgins. I've never said that. Oh,
1: I I wasn't saying you. I just meant like to we see all that the other
0: online a lot to all the virgins is out there no such thing
1: as too big for a condom and especially not from a fucking teenage boy named Ryan with or, a winged hair who kindly. drives yeah who drives a 1998 Honda Civic like chill
0: <laughs> yeah there's no such thing as a penis too big for a condom i don't believe that
1: I have such thing as a head that's too big for, Ronald. I think we have time for like two more questions. We're gonna go for these two. They kind of go hand in hand. How long should a couple wait before doing it? There is not an answer to this question.
0: I'll just the, say that The thing is that comes down to your own needs, but
1: there is the whole thing of like, oh my God, Becky has sex on the first date. So fucking what?
0: Becky was feeling it.
1: Yeah. Becky and... Having sex on the first date and having sex after the 10th, neither one of those makes you a better person. If you are truly feeling it on the first date, have fucking sex. Oh, yeah. The only time that I think that, like, having sex on a certain date would do harm to your relationship is if you're looking to other people to tell you exactly how many dates you're supposed to go on before you have sex.
0: Well that's the thing, is like if you looked at our marriage We fucked not, before the first date. What are you talking about? Do not look at our marriage and be like, oh I want a marriage just like theirs, so I'm gonna do it exactly like theirs. No There's no such thing.
1: No, every single There person are is no
0: different. stepping stones to a happy marriage. I don't care how many Barnes Noble books you walk past. <laughs> there is no such thing as a guide.
1: Listen, honestly, the worst possible thing you could do for any relationship you're in is to look to look some to,
0: person named Karen.
1: Look to anybody else for a like a, a rubric of like exactly when you're supposed to do things.
0: Everybody feel it every... yourself.
1: Do like look at your like the relationship you're in and decide as you go.
0: Yeah. Because again, the thing is There is no such thing as a guide to these things. There is no such thing. The thing is, taking our marriage, for example, I had to teach her about masturbating. We had, we did a lot of e-fooling around, if you will.
1: Cyber sexy. That one. (laughs)
0: Had to throw that 90s lingo in there. Okay, thanks for that. We all appreciate it. But the thing is, like, you can't go into a, like a date and just fully deny that, and then you also, coming from an atheist, who, is a staunch atheist, has read the Satanic Bible, has thoroughly read the Christian Bible, has done a lot of studying of other things. Do not wait till fucking marriage, to have sex with oh somebody. Oh God!
1: <laughs> Something I would tell my non-existent child: Do not wait until you're married to have sex
0: dear fucking god honestly just that is an old world mentality without really getting into it because i can talk about this for hours (laughs) that is an old world concept
1: i feel like we'll need to do an episode all about religion and like what it means for sex and like people but to
0: summarize it that's an old world concept back when selling your daughters was a normal thing it made them worth less. It's like trying to sell a cow missing a leg. You're going to get less money. Mm. That's what that comes from. But your virginity does not make you Vir- a better person.
1: Virginity isn't even a thing. Oh my God. Don't get and, me on anyways, this. Anyway,
0: <laughs> it That's not a thing. If you're with someone and you want to get married to them, honestly, the best thing you can do for your marriage is test drive it beforehand. Ride that dick.
1: Yes, God, do not legally bind yourself to someone if you've never seen their dick. Why is this such a wild concept?
0: I don't don't know why. Oh, yeah, I'm going to marry this person and I'm going to be with them forever.
1: When I haven't even... I get to
0: see part of their body.
1: And I haven't (laughs) even seen their pee. Like, what are you thinking? That is such a bad idea. Like, I, again... Maybe, like,
0: buying a car and, like, putting a full... $20,000 $20,000 down on a car and I'm like okay now I can look at the inside of the car
1: yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's such a bad idea
0: especially <laughs> because when you really think sex about is it,
1: such a big part of your relationship and if you don't know what that is before like again sex
0: is also a big part of who you are as a person though because the thing is as weird of a concept of it is it everything about you sexually stems from your childhood Any kind of neglect or nurturing or this or that. Every person varies. So getting to know your partner sexually before you marry them is honest to God just going to make that marriage stronger. Yeah. It really is. But instead you're you're taking this risk of, oh yeah, we've been together a year and a half. We're going to get married. We're going to spend all this money on a wedding. And then that same exact night after a super stressful day. Uh, super busy however many months leading up to the wedding,
1: and a lifetime of being told that sex is this evil, awful thing. You're just expected to like whip it out and like e- expect it to be good. And then just... on
0: top of that, you have you set expectations for yourself. Being real, real honest, I am not a a very stamina heavy man. <laughs> mm. th- th- could you imagine? Getting to that point after all of that time and then going into it and expecting a full night of wild, ravaging, exciting, stimulating sex. And then the dude's at it for like three and a half minutes and then they're done. You can't do that to yourself. The best thing you can do is if you're in a healthy, stable adult relationship...
1: I can understand waiting to the point where, like, you really feel, like, connected to this person. Like, you really want yeah, them to I have mean. sex. that's what I mean. Of course. They're, like, th- that's the thing. They're a hookup people and they're relationship people. And they, there's yeah, nothing... I could, I could not be a hookup person.
0: I am right. too uh, emotionally dependent. Oh, we know
1: you're a relationship bitch. We know. Oh, yeah. But, like, they're a hookup people who want to have sex right away with multiple different partners. That's totally cool. There are people who want to wait until they're in, like, really committed relationships. That's cool, too. I... Like, that's who I am, for sure. But, again, you need to have sex before you enter into a legally binding contract with someone. It's... uh, It makes me so mad. But, again, that's something for another episode. Um, Basically... to,
0: To summarize the question. To
1: summarize the question, having sex... On the first date, having sex on the t- third, neither one of those makes you a better person. You don't get a medal for waiting to the third date. It doesn't mean your sex is going to be better. There is no answer as to how long you should wait. It varies I by think a couple.
0: all you need to do is communicate with your partner. Exactly. Instead of waiting and, like, imagining this whole situation needing to be some kind of, like, unanswered, surprise, mystery box, raffle situation, talk to them. Ask them, hey, we've gone on four dates. They've all been fun. What's your timeline for having sex? Yeah. When would you be most comfortable? When is it too soon? Express your feelings on the matter. And if you guys come up to a, my afternoon's open. Do it. Cool. Go have fun. Learn together.
1: And then someone said, is there a normal amount of sex you and your partner should be having? Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. That's
0: another movie stereotype.
1: Again, it's like these, like, honestly, they're like these cosmopolitan headlines of, like, how many times a week are you having sex? Here's... Is your
0: marriage failing?
1: Did you have sex on the first date? Here's how to avoid potential doom. Like, it's these, like... Are you only putting out once a week? You bitch.
0: Your <laughs> husband hates you.
1: <laughs> it's these, like, cheesy 2000s, like, movie... And then,
0: like, four inches oh. over there's a picture of Sandra Bullock because she's up to something else and they're not <laughs> cool with it. Or they're still pissed. Sarah Jessica An- Parker. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston still hasn't had a fucking baby. I know.
1: <laughs> but there is absolutely not a normal amount of sex that you should be having. It's literally... Like, that's the thing. For some people once a week is perfect for some people every single day is sometimes multiple times a day is perfect (laughs) (laughs) we get it you're horny and irresponsible for a reason (laughs) but again it's every person is different and if you the thing is is that the most important thing is that you need to be happy with the amount of sex you're having not look like looking at these magazines and being like Oh, the national average is this many times a week. We only do it once. There's something wrong with us. No. If you are happy, you're happy. You're perfect. Like, that's the thing. As long as you two are having a good time, good for you. And again, that ties
0: into everything else that we've said tonight. The thing is, like, if you come to a point, you come to some kind of intervention with your partner, and they're like, oh, hey, I've noticed that you're a once a week kind of person, but I kind of need more. Work that out between the two of you. Don't bring Cosmopolitan. Don't bring Oprah. Don't bring Doctor Phil. Again, the into worst into your bedroom.
1: The worst thing you can do for your relationship is to, the worst thing you can do for your relationship is to bring other people into it. That's Whether that's in opinions from like family and from family and friends, or via you know magazines and articles and shit like that that try and tell you what it is you should be doing, you two need to decide no one else together. Sleep,
0: no one else is sleeping in your bed.
1: Exactly. At the
0: end of the day, no one else has to wake up in the morning to that partner. Exactly. Like honestly I just figure that out between the two of you. Talk about it. Like with every single subject that we've covered in it, this podcast. Talk
1: about it. I honestly I think the best thing that anyone can do for their sex lives is to talk more. <laughs>
0: That's the thing though. Again, we live in such a a prudish anti-sex society where everyone's like, oh yeah, we're just going to put that under the couch. That's going to go in our winter storage. That's going to go away. We'll get back to that eventually. It's like, no, no, no. When you're with someone, the best thing you can do is honestly just like first date. Hey, what's your sex history? Maybe on the second date or in four or five dates, be like, hey, I have a fun idea let's have this conversation and like truly just discuss some fundamentals that'll tie into that and just learn about your partner. Because the thing is you can't leave all of these situations to come up later because when a situation like this comes forth on its own, it can be a lot worse than sitting down for dinner with your partner being like, so what are your thoughts on anal? So, what kind of contraceptive?
1: So, we've had a fair few of those conversations
0: over at dinner. <laughs> we have. We've had the most interesting conversation.
1: Not everything has to be like a super serious conversation, though. Like, not everything has to be like, all right, sitting down at a board meeting, here's. Well, yeah, the, you don't have to topics. show up with
0: a typed out, fucking ready to go bullets, subcategories. Like, you can literally... I feel
1: very intact right now. I show up to our meetings. (laughs) Again, We work together, so... Yeah,
0: our our meetings are about photography and stuff like that. Like, content making. But
1: I show up with bullet points and subcategories and definitely charts. I'm a chart whore. (laughs) But when it comes to this... The best thing you can do is to talk with your partner rather than looking for outside sources. Are we an outside source? We are an outside source giving you the best advice to tell you to go talk to your partner. <laughs> we're not an outside, we're mom and dad. You, you, you came we're to your parents. We're family. Yeah, exactly. We're, but that's the thing we're
0: sitting on our couch scratching a dog. We're not Dr. Phil. We're not trying to make money off you. We're here to help you.
1: Yeah. And then finally, our last question I thought this one would be kind of fun. Someone asked, What is our most embarrassing sex story?
0: I mean, that's the thing that really depends on what you want to get into as far as embarrassing goes. Because the thing is, like, I feel like some
1: couples are like, oh, I farted
0: in front of (laughs) Ryan.
1: Poor Ryan. scarred. Never recovered. Yeah. Um, do we want to go our first time or the time my grandma?
0: What do you mean by the first time?
1: The first time we had sex? what was
0: embarrassing about it. (laughs) Oh, you mean because of my stepfather? Yeah. That oh.
1: So your stepfather and my grandfather grandmother. We'll go with the one of your grandmother. We will not oh. tell that one off, right? Oh, All right. So, the year was twenty fourteen. I believe we were newlyweds, and my grandparents and my aunt had come to town to visit, and we had gone out for lunch with them. And then they were, they had to go shopping somewhere and we decided we were going to meet for coffee.
0: I just remember what story this is. (laughs) Yes. Okay.
1: Basically, they were like, we need to go to this place. We'll meet you at like 2.30 at this coffee shop that was like literally right behind our house. So we... As any newlywed couple would. We were like, ooh, we have an hour. I think it was an hour. We have an hour. We're going to go home and try bondage for the first
0: time. <laughs> yes, that dawned on me. I was like, what story? And well, as soon as you mentioned the coffee place, I was like, oh, oh, I can visually see this happening. I remember this.
1: Yes. So there I was, buck ass naked, tied to. Like literally tied and bound to all four po- like posts of the bed, and we were bright, I, bright red roll I think it was purple, the purple okay i I remember, I remember pink. like a lilac, oh, okay, anyways, I believe you weren't in the room, I think you were in the bathroom or something It was getting a lube or something, I don't know, you were in the bathroom, and then all of a sudden, I hear a knock on the window that is literally directly. At the end of our bed on the right wall.
0: It was on the wall, like, next to where she was laying. So it wasn't, like, a view of her vagina.
1: No, it was, like, next and down. And we had, like, a really sheer curtain over it. But I looked up and I saw like, knock, 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 knock. Hello! And it was my freaking grandmother knocking on the window. Just, like, she's... She's an eclectic, that one. I love my grandmother. She's adorable, but she she's a weird one. And she was, like, knocking on the I, I just remember looking up and seeing her, like, peering through, like, using her hands as goggles. I, like, ripped my arm out of the <laughs> rope. It was, like, scrambling to untie myself and throw on, I think I threw on, like, a nightgown or something. And I, like, went to the door and was, like, she was, like, oh, we're at the coffee shop. We're ready for you. And I was, like... We'll be there like five minutes. We'll be right there. <laughs> to this, I've never asked her about it because, like, I don't want to know. No, I don't want to like, know. I don't know how much. She played it, if she saw anything, she played it very cool. But.
0: Fingers crossed, she saw nothing.
1: Yeah. I, d- I don't know how much she saw because, like. Again,
0: the view from that window uh, wouldn't have been the best to what was going on.
1: And she also has glass. I don't know. I don't want to ask. I don't want to know what she's Either said. way,
0: it was embarrassing. It was,
1: but again, we live in, we live by ourselves and not near many family members, so we don't really have that many embarrassing. St- we don't definitely don't have any in the past five
0: years. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't in a hotel in a
1: very long time. <gasps> oh my God! Do you remember the? D- <laughs> I believe. It was right after we got engaged. We were staying in the hotel we got engaged at.
0: It was pounding your guts, and the cleaning lady came into our hotel room, and I had to hop out of you and off of you, out of, out of you.
1: you <laughs> to tell her to shut, shut, shut the that door. Damn door. She and then we were like, "Oh no, we don't need anything. Like we're fine, we're good." And keep in mind, this was like it was still dark out. Like it was like seven thirty in the morning, and she was like it trying was to come in the room early. And then she came back freaking ten minutes later. While well, we were still d- doing it, and then they stole our lube. lube later.
0: Yeah, I and left my it- bathing suit.
1: No, that was a different time. Oh, you left it in a pile of towels on my parents' hotel room floor, and it got swept Pretty up sure into the laundry. We did it
0: in that hotel room while they were at the pool.
1: We did. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, those are our. Those are a couple. A couple of our so We'll have our to stories. write down
0: some others for the next podcast.
1: I think we're probably going to have to do a second episode of this because like, there were a lot of questions we didn't get to because we are babblers. But, but um, we
0: will definitely make sure that we...
1: We will definitely be back for another episode.
0: In the meantime, I'm going to go see how the podcast app works. <laughs> I'm a little dated.
1: Devin discovers the podcast.
0: A millennial dinosaur gets his shit together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our new podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I didn't know if I was going to like it. I didn't know if it was going to feel, like, stiff and awkward. But it's been fun. Yeah. I enjoyed time. I enjoy talking to you.
0: And we're going to have a lot of background audio of us scratching our dog.
1: Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to Dear Mom and Dad. If you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I will definitely jot all the ones I get down in a note and it might get answered in a future episode. If you have any topics you want us to discuss, we will happily take suggestions on those.
0: Feel free to follow me. I need to catch up.
1: <laughs> uh my handle is at the real Mrs. Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, and that is the real Mr. Kelly K-E-L-L-E-Y. And then really if, if you also want to follow our dog, she's the real Rue Kelly. Because branding.
0: (laughs) Or you, Kelly.
1: Yes. Rue as
0: in RuPaul. There's no periods or dashes or nothing.
1: Nope. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with your parents. We miss you. We're so happy you came home for the holidays. Thanks for spending Thanksgiving with us. This is the only family get-together you've had where someone didn't end up yelling at each other because of political disagreement. Oh, or, so this is
0: probably one of the few family get-togethers in which the parents are staunch, atheist... Democrats. Democrats. <laughs> who are not
1: And pro- nobody Trump. nobody made a comment about your weight. No one talked shit about your job or your major. And the nail
0: polish choice that you made that might have been questionable.
1: <laughs> uh. Anyway, please come back soon. Your parents always miss you. We always love talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs)